Traditional Chinese medicine is an ancient practice making waves in the modern health era, addressing mind, body and soul as one unit TCM aims to connect the human with the being on multiple levels. Health shouldn't be elusive or inaccessible, a notion that this ancient practice adheres to. Our products at Your Tea are merely a stepping stone to this brilliant wellness modality. Hence, we are here to honour and discover the intricacies of revered traditional Chinese medicine. In our podcast, we discuss the Chinese medicine approach and interpretation of health what it means, and how TCM endeavours to achieve it. From endometriosis to digestion, qi to shen, PCOS to menopause, eating to movement, and mind to soul. In this episode, TCM Dr. Lauren Curtin explains the ideal situation for a healthy gut and why raw foods may be damaging to a compromised digestive system. In this episode, we also cover why you may feel more anxious or tired when consuming raw foods, why so many people perceive raw foods as healthy, the fact that enzymes in raw foods won't be absorbed by your body if your gut is compromised, how food is seen as medicine from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, And we even touch on the celery juice trend and how this is perceived from a TCM perspective. So, do raw foods work for you? Tune in to find out. Today, we're talking about raw versus cooked foods. So, can you please start by explaining the ideal situation for a healthy digestive system? Sure. So from a Chinese medicine perspective, the body digests food at 37 degrees. So that's the way our body is operating at. And a lot of people don't know that we actually need a lot of heat and warmth to digest food. And if we think about the amount of energy that we go into digesting, if it's already at a similar temperature to our body, we need to exert less energy. And that energy can go elsewhere in the body to support all of our other digestive and bodily functions. But if the food is too cold or harder to digest, we need to exert more energy to digest this food and that can deplete our systems over time. Yeah, great. So in an earlier episode, you did speak about the pot analogy. Can you please elaborate on this a little bit more for our listeners? Yeah, so in Chinese medicine, we have the pot analogy and it's basically describing our digestive system as like a pot sitting on a stove. And if we had two pots, for example, and we had one simmering with cold raw food and the other one with a soup, which one is going to boil and cook faster? It's going to be the pot with cooked food in it and with warm foods in it. It just takes less energy to be digesting and assimilating warm and cooked foods. And this can help to strengthen our whole systems over time. So leading on from that, can you please explain the potential side effects of raw foods on a compromised gut? So as Chinese medicine practitioners, we see this a lot in clinic because raw foods and having cold foods like salads and smoothies is really, really popular now and it has been for a while. But what we see clinically is that when people are having this over a long period of time, you can get quite a compromised digestive system. 
And if the digestive system's compromised, the whole body will feel the effects of this. So really, really common signs we see in clinic is digestion. Uh, we see bloating and we see basically like a food baby. Like if you mm-hmm. have eaten something and it's just not processing discomfort in your stomach, like feeling quite painful or uncomfortable, getting lots of gas and bloating. And then also seeing changes with bowels. So a lot of the time when we see patients that are having lots of cold raw foods, they can be having diarrhea or they could be having loose bowels. And they can often see undigested food in their stools. And that may sound like too much information, but we go into all of this detail in our consults. And if there's undigested food in your stools that you're seeing, it means that your digestive system is in a weakened state because it's not able to break down all of that food. And then it's just passing through and it's not even getting that chance to absorb. So that's a real key sign. If you see undigested food in your stools, it's time to look at your gut health. And then even the frequency of bowel movements. We should be going ideally one to two times a day. But some people can come in and they're going like five times a day. I've had some people going like 10 times a day. Like that is obviously on the more extreme level. Mm. And it just means everything is just going straight through them. And there isn't that digestive fire to actually metabolize and process everything correctly rather than just completely flooding through their system. So a lot of changes with bloating and bowel movements can really indicate if people are struggling with cold foods. And would you say that there are any emotional or more mental side effects from raw foods as well? Yeah, we can often see that people can lean towards more feeling anxiety or feeling overwhelmed if they're having lots of cold raw foods. And from a Chinese medicine perspective, this is because we make all of our chi in our blood from the food that we eat and how we digest it. And if that's compromised, we can't make enough chi and blood. And we say that that nourishes the mind. And we need a lot of healthy blood to nourish our mind, calm the mind, and make us feel really anchored and stable and grounded. And if that's deficient in any way, then we can get the opposite. So we can feel ungrounded, a little bit untethered. We may feel more anxious and more riled up over smaller things. So they can be more of like the mental health side or the more emotional side of symptoms if you're struggling with your gut. Mm. And you touched on it briefly before, but why do so many people see raw or cold foods as healthy? I think social media has had a big role Mm. to play in that because obviously a really beautiful acai bowl looks beautiful and there's all these bright, vibrant, rich colours from fruit and looks amazing. So it's a lot easier for images like that to be spread and seen as like, really beautiful and healthy and ideal Mm. whereas like a real like hearty chicken soup probably doesn't photograph as well but on the raw food side there are more enzymes found in raw foods because they haven't been broken down by the heat but if we're talking about compromised digestive systems if we're putting raw food into a compromised gut it's not going to be able to be breaking down and absorbing all of those extra enzymes anyway. Mm. And if someone's having diarrhea, for example, it's all just going straight through them regardless. So we really want to focus on rebuilding and strengthening the digestive system. And then you may be able to handle little bits of cold and raw foods here and there and they're not having a massive impact on your health. Because ideally we should be able to eat pretty much anything without any 
somewhat repercussions in Chinese medicine, obviously within reason. But if we're leaning more towards warm and cooked, we have the digestive strength and we're nourishing that digestive fire to be able to process everything much more effectively. Mm. So would you say that raw and cold foods could potentially work for some people, perhaps someone who doesn't have a compromised digestive system? Yeah, I think that it does work for a lot of people and it probably depends on what their digestive system has been like in the past and what it's currently like. If someone is like really robust, really healthy, very strong, like got lots of blood and chi in their system, they probably have that inherent fire in their system to be able to cope with a lot of cooling energy foods. So, and if that's working for people, then that's great. Um, So I think in certain situations... It can work for people, but obviously you have to check in with yourself and make sure, are you getting any symptoms from this? It may have worked for a friend, but is it working for you? And you need to check in and see how you actually feel. Mm. So on checking in with how it feels for you, how does someone understand if raw is or isn't working for them? Is it really checking in with those symptoms that you mentioned before? Yeah, it's definitely looking at your digestive health. So If you've been eating, and this goes for any diet, but especially with raw and cold, look at how you're digesting. Are you getting any bloating? Are you getting any abdominal pain? Are your bowels nice and regular, easy to go, no issues at all, formed stools? If you're having that, that's already a big tick. But then we can also look at other things. We can look at, for women, your menstrual cycle. How is that going? Is that regular? Is that pain-free? Are you having enough of a bleed? Are you actually shedding the right amount of blood because sometimes if people are more blood deficient they'll have very very light periods or if it's gone to this extent they may not even be getting their period at all anymore Mm. so there's other things that we can look for as well like the menstrual cycle and then our energy levels brain fog sleep all of those kind of things as well can give us insight into if our diet is working for us or not great how does celery juice look from a tcm perspective So celery juice is huge at the moment. Mm. Every second person I'm seeing in clinic is having celery juice for breakfast, which is fine. Celery is not bad. It's just a vegetable like anything else. But from a Chinese medicine perspective, every single food has certain qualities to it. Some foods are more heating, some are more cooling, some spread your energy more, some contract it. And for celery, it's quite a cooling food. So for some people that have maybe like a quite a hot constitution, maybe they have like a lot of sweating, maybe they're prone to anger, Um, maybe they just have like a robust system or maybe they're even a little bit inflamed. Celery is probably going to be great for them because it's going to be cooling down that heat quite quickly. Whereas if there's someone that is quite fatigued, quite cold, like has an aversion to cold, cold hands and feet, loves being warm, Mm. has a compromised digestive system, is getting lots of bloating, is having loose stools, or even maybe it doesn't have a menstrual cycle, having issues with sleep. If any of those kind of things are off, from a Chinese medicine perspective, we wouldn't be recommending more cold entering the system, especially on a really regular basis. Every now and then is okay, but if it's going to be directly a part of your routine every single day it might actually be exacerbating your current presentation and your constitution and any kind of underlying imbalance that's going on 
So we always want to be looking at your health overall, seeing what's going on and how can we actually help to improve it rather than exacerbating it. And what would be some of the symptoms that people should look out for if they are having celery juice to know whether it is actually benefiting their digestive system or whether it's causing more harm? Definitely paying attention to how you've been feeling pre and post celery juice. So pay attention if you have any like brain fog afterwards or if you're feeling a bit sleepy afterwards. And if you've done it over a long period of time, pay attention if you're having a menstrual cycle. Pay attention to the qualities of it. Pay attention to PMS. Pay attention to the consistency of your period. If you're getting clots, if your cycle is still regular, the amount that you're bleeding, pay attention to all of those kinds of things as well as, of course, paying attention to bowel movements, paying attention to bloating and your energy levels. And that'll give you a good insight into if what you're doing is working for you or not. Great. Okay, so going back to raw versus cooked foods as a whole, can you please define exactly how warm or cooked foods should exactly be? So with my patients, I always try and get people to lean towards cooking their foods as much as they can. And even if it's like a quick stir fry of your veggies in the morning, so it's starting to already break down those vegetables and warming them up and making them more easy to digest. So, and even like soups can be amazing, roast veggies. When there's been heat applied to the food, it's usually a good sign. Um, Reheating, I'm not always a massive fan of, but if you have to do it, you have to do it. And I would be avoiding, um, obviously, cold foods like adding ice into things or yogurt, cereal, that type of stuff, because that's obviously cold. But if you can't quite get to the warm cooked, try and aim for just room temperature as a stepping stone. Because I think some people would think that cooking their food too much would be taking all of the goodness out of the food. So... Would you agree with that? Is there, you know, can you cook your food too much? I think you can. I think there's definitely a balance in terms of how much you cook your food. But it also depends on the state of the person and their digestive health because some people can handle more than others. And if someone's really, really compromised, their digestive system just needs a break and a lot of nourishment, really cooking your food is going to be amazing because it's going to be super gentle. It's going to take less energy for your body to actually digest it and absorb it. And your body will swing back into balance much more quickly. Whereas someone else that has a bit more of a robust digestive system may not necessarily be needing soups. Maybe just like roast veggies or a stir fry would suit them much better. So it really depends how compromised your gut is or if it's actually swimming along nicely. So it really sounds like it's very individual. But for someone who does have a compromised gut, they should be eating well-cooked foods. Absolutely. You have to definitely pay attention to what your health is telling you. And following on from that, would you say that perhaps let's say someone has been following a raw diet for quite a few years and they've thrived on that diet, but all of a sudden they hit a point where perhaps they start noticing that they're not feeling as good anymore. So would you say that these types of diets and any type of diets don't necessarily have to be long-term? Absolutely. That's something that we see all the time clinically is people can become quite rigid when it comes to their food. And I think what people need to understand is that we can change and we can adapt and we can respond all throughout our life when it comes to our food. And the way that we've been eating maybe the past few years doesn't have to be the way that we eat for the rest of our lives. 
because food, we like in Chinese medicine, we see food as medicine. And if we're seeing it medicinally, you have to adapt your eating to what your body is doing. So sometimes doing one type of diet or way of eating for some people for a couple of years can be really beneficial for them. But if it gets to a stage where it's just not working for them anymore, it's so okay to change and it's so okay to change it up, swap what they're doing and adapt to something else because that's what our bodies are doing anyway. So we just have to reflect that. So if you've been following any type of diet and you think it's working really well for you, but you've gotten to this stage where you're like, something's up with my health or I think maybe this isn't working for me anymore. It is so okay to change and just listening to what your body is telling you. Like it sounds so simple, but it takes a lot of practice for some people to actually see and zoom out and be like, okay, what is this actually doing to my body? Is it working for me? Am I thriving on this? If you are amazing. And if you're not, okay, maybe something needs to change. And it's so okay to change. Mm. And apart from the potential physical changes that our body could go through that, you know, perhaps we need to change up our diet from that perspective. Do you think as well that what we go through emotionally can also have a part to play in what we need, what we need to eat and what our body needs to feel supported? Absolutely, because if we've been going through really severe stress or if we've been through a trauma or something is going on, we may need to be eating different foods to help actually support our body through a stressful time. There's lots of different foods like having more fats and having more grounding foods that actually anchor your energy and anchor your body and make you feel rooted and present. And it's really possible to do that with food, whereas if you've gone through a really intense stressful time and you're just running on salads or smoothies or yogurt that's very easy for your nervous system to churn through like you will just be going through that food so quickly that you may not actually have the substance that you can withdraw from it to use as fuel for your system so emotions definitely come into play with our digestive health and we can actually reflect our food choices to enhance our emotional health too Yeah, great. So I would love to go back to when we were talking about why so many people perceive or see raw and cold foods as healthy and something that probably a lot of people are thinking is that there's we see quite a few women who advocate for raw foods on social media and they seem to look super healthy and they look great. But what's your take on this? (laughs) I mean, we always have to be careful when it comes to social media with anything, but especially with foods that people are promoting or a certain way of eating that they're promoting, we never actually know what's going on behind the scenes. So if you're seeing someone that's like, for example, promoting like a raw diet, we don't know, and they're looking amazing or something like that, we don't actually know what's going on behind the scenes. Like you don't know what's going on. For that person, we don't even know if they if that's actually how they eat. There's just no guarantees when it comes to social media. And we don't know what their digestion's like. Uh, we don't know if they're having bloating, if they're having diarrhea every day, or if their period has stopped, or if they're completely fatigued. And this can go with any diet. Um, we just never know when it comes to social media because it's very easy to sway people in different ways based on what you're posting and just as viewers watching and consuming this type of information there's just never any guarantees 
that what someone is telling you is actually the truth. So it's best not to take diet advice from a stranger online that's just sharing their story because their body will be different to yours, their history is different to yours. Mm. Maybe the climate that they live in is also different to you. All of these things have a huge impact on our health overall and definitely our digestive health. And then also what food choices are appropriate for us. So I think it always comes back to what works for someone else may not necessarily work for you and always tuning into what your body is telling you every day because that has all the answers. We don't necessarily have to go outside of ourselves if we're tuning into what our body is actually telling us. That's the best feedback you can get. Totally. And it's so hard when something is trending because Mm -hmm. raw foods does seem to be trending at the moment and when we are absolutely flooded by it on social media, it's hard to know what's right or wrong. So tuning into our bodies is super important. And just testing it. If you're like, okay, I want to try this thing, test it and see how you feel. From a Chinese medicine perspective, it's more so when it's really long term. So you might feel amazing on like a raw diet or a vegan diet for like a month, six months or a year. And after that, it may start to go downhill. And if that happens, that's okay. You just adapt and you change. Use yourself as the example. Yeah, great. So important to check in and do what's best for your body. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for being on the podcast today. We really appreciate you sharing all of your amazing knowledge with us. And yeah, can't wait for more episodes where we explore these topics in more depth. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of TCM Honoured by Your Tea. The views expressed on today's episode are those of the independent authors and commentators and do not constitute medical or pharmaceutical advice. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a review and subscribing. If you have any questions, you can reach us on Instagram at yourtea or by emailing us at hello at yourtea.com.